0: and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Hall Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the
1: Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. 3, 2, 1,
0: boom! Oh, yes, yes and yes. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. You're not so humble, but uh, tempting to be humble host. And uh, you're really, I'm excited today because I'm joined with a guy who, when he's every time that he's inside the box that rocks, he just takes the show to another level. Here we have got <laughs> the man with the plan, the co host with the most, the optometrist turned tycoon he is the Daniel Boone of entrepreneurship exploring the vast city of Tulsa looking for opportunities and I understand you're now into the extermination business is this correct dr. Zellner
2: well my brother my uh, I've helped my brother I've mentored my brother up so I feel like I am but technically it's his business but uh, Philip my, one of my one of one of my many brothers is um, you know they all come to me and shark tank me and I'm like well hey it's about time you Stepped out and did something solely on your own. So he did the moves. Yeah. And now he's got Zoner exterminating. We're, we're all very creative in naming stuff. We just put Zoner in them, whatever. <laughs> right, My right. brother's a chiropractor, he's like Zoner chiropractic. You know, I buy new buildings, the Zillner Center. I mean, it's did, all very did, creative, I know.
0: Did you, uh, uh, and I just wanted to make sure your brother's aware, I saw you out front of the, the, the Thrive World Headquarters, the 20,000-square-foot facility here by the left coast of the Arkansas River and the Jinx, Jinx Riverwalk. I saw you out there spraying for bucks, like really just spraying, like really like passionate. And I didn't know if you were taking some of his business or if you were marketing or wasn't sure of the relationship. You sure it was me? No, I'm not, uh, sure. I'm not okay. sure. But, I, I mean, I
2: will spray, especially against, you know, mosquitoes. I mean, mosquitoes are probably... I mean, the you good thing about me, when you, if you want to go camping yeah. and have a mosquito-free experience... You're the guy who does it. You just bring me along. You invite me. You bring me along.
0: Now, we have Rich inside the box that rocks. Now, Rich is an incredible member of the Thrive team, a cold-calling phenomenon, and from time to time, we like to bring him into the box that rocks because he has some knowledge that you don't pick up in college. See, this guy's learned through the hard knocks of cold-calling and search engine writing. I'm excited to have Rich on the show. Well, he's a he's a wonderful man.
2: He's a beautiful man, and uh, you know we were talking earlier, and it was kind of like he's he's kind of that that like that unicorn, yeah. That you know is there, kind of like a Sasquatch. Oh, nice! You know they exist. Yeah, you very seldom see them, Yeah. and then when you have the sighting of them, it's always very kind of like euphoric. I mean, you're like, oh my gosh, I finally saw a Sasquatch!
0: Now, Rich, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm living the dream. How are you guys? Uh, well, I, we're we're, we're it's, it's ecstasy now that you're next to we, <laughs> right now. Justin, how are you doing, my friend? Justin, founder of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. How are you, sir? I'm doing awesome. I'm just glad that you guys invite me back week to
3: week. So your beard is looking thicker; it's looking healthier. What products are you using? Yeah, so it takes dedication to have a beard, as probably some of our listeners know, but lots of combing, right? Combing, um, moisturizing, combing, moisturizing oils. Wow. You know, oils? Accoutrements. Accoutrements. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be honest, pageantry. <laughs> after a while, <laughs> it, I, people ask me how long I've been growing it for, and and if I've ever shaved off, and. I don't think so. I don't think I'm not gonna part ways with it. You know, it gets attention now. It's, it's kind of like Harden. It's like it's kind of like
2: it's kind of like it's kind of like a dog in the park that you don't have to feed. I mean, if you think about it,
0: oh, a dog in the park. Well, a dude takes a dog.
2: A dude takes a dog in the park. I mean, let's face it, because to get attention.
0: Oh yeah! Like, oh, <laughs> is that a, your puppy? Is that, is, that a, is that your
3: puppy? Is that a Shih can, can,
2: can I pet it? I, that's a, a move. I've never thought about that move. Yeah, a I mean, guy, I'd probably do the move. I mean, that's 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 the move. And that's, <laughs> but that's but
3: seriously, I was like, I, I own Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, and um, I want to become a brand myself. You know, I talk about that a lot, branding yourself. But ultimately, so my hair and my beard is is just that, and so it gets attention a lot, a lot of times.
0: Well, and and it should. Now, it should. Now, Z, we're talking today about a subject that's near and dear to my heart. This is the dysfunctions of an entrepreneur, the dysfunctional oh, mindsets of an entrepreneur. We, uh,
2: this is right in our wheelhouse. And I, I mean, am going is... to
0: make a confessional on this show, and I'm going to share the one that's my problem or was my problem. But every entrepreneur listening, I want to encourage you to find the one that's you. So I'm going to start with Whoa, the first wait, Time out time out time, out, time out, time out. Pump Whoa. the brakes,
2: big guy. Pump, pump, the, it up. pump the brakes. Pump it. The way you just said that implied... That you only have one dysfunction.
0: Uh, well, I have I, I, mean, I, I have I mean, many, many idiosyncrasies, but there's one primary dysfunction ah, that I used the to have. Primary dysfunction, yes, well of course. So of here's course. the dysfunctional mindset, okay? So this is the employee mindset entrepreneur. I'll start with you, Justin. You can break this down for us, okay? It says you want to be a successful entrepreneur, but you desperately want to be told that you can keep the same schedule that you had when you were a nine to five employee to find Life balance. Just like when you work for someone else. Anytime there is snow on the road, you want to call in and request off for safety reasons for your own business. You know, you want to take the day off before every major holiday, the day after, you know, the day before Columbus Day. You know, you desperately want the law of sowing and reaping not to apply to you because you are now self-employed. Justin, what to talk to me about the employee mindset entrepreneur. You've seen these guys. They want to work the same schedule they had when they were employees. But they haven't built the business yet to be able to do it, and so they're kind of like, well, I want to work you know, 36 hours a
3: week and take off 12 weeks a year. you know." Uh, what, what, don't, what don't, did, yeah, right. Talk to me about it, my friend. Those are people that actually like, probably hate their job. You know, I, I love to work. I, I don't work for the weekend. I don't work for the holidays. But this is the thing. You need to work like no one else so you can live like no one else. Oh, preach it. Ooh, okay, and I was actually oh, talking about my. this this morning, okay? So I handle all the training at Elf in the Room, and, and so I see uh, hundreds and hundreds of people for training. And a lot of times we're training for the mindset. Will you do what's required of you to get the result you want? That's my definition of success. And so one of them is putting the work in. So if it's, if it's a simple math equation, everyone's taking holidays off, everyone's taking weekends off, everyone take, takes nights off. I'm going to work those hours to make myself more valuable. Over a time period, that will show dramatically.
0: Okay, so now I'm going to go with uh, Dr. Z for 5,000 megapoints. I'm going to read this uh, this mystic statistic coming at you hot from Business Insider. It says, check out how much the average American works each year compared to the French, the Germans, and the Koreans. The average American is now working approximately 1,680 hours per year, which... If you're dividing that by 40 hours per week, means that the average American only works 42 hours or 42 weeks per year. The average American only works 42 weeks per year. Z, uh, if you haven't got to the gold yet, why is it a problem if you're taking all the time off and you're being self-employed?
2: Well, let me can I can I do
0: a little preaching? Oh, come on, bring it. Am I allowed to preach a little bit? You are Mm -hmm. allowed to preach. Let me let me let me get myself emotionally motivated. You see here, Clay. Okay, are you watching?
2: I'm watching. Are you listening? Preaching. Are you paying attention? Uh-huh. Go ahead. If you're working 9 to 5. What? And you own the place. What? And that's what we call jive. Whoa. Huh. Whoa. You see, when you own the place. Own the, the place, place. You get to work the 80 hours you choose. The 90 hours you need to. You said 80 hours? The 100 hours you have to. I don't know if I can go there with you. I don't know if I can go there with you. That seems like a lot of work. Well, I tell you what. What? Or you could be like 8 out of 10 businesses and just uh, you know shut down after you've opened it up, after you've spent your hard money, your time, your dreams, all your passions. Yeah, you could Google it. It's Forbes. 8 out of 10 businesses fail. Because most people are trying to make a job for themselves, and they want the same rules that apply when they have a
0: job. Okay, now I'm going to read you a notable quote from Jerry West, the NBA Hall of Famer. The logo, the NBA logo, was actually designed based upon his body his silhouette is the nba logo he says you can't get much done in life if you only work on the days when you feel good now Mm. rich i'm going to read off the holidays that most people take off or the pseudo holidays okay and then i'm going to let you kind of because you've learned the concept of rise and grind since you've been here so here we go you've got the day before new year's eve new Year's Eve. New Year's Day, the day before New Year's Day, the day before Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the day before President's Day, President's Day, the day after President's Day, the Thursday before Good Friday, Good Friday, the Saturday before Easter, Easter. <laughs> someone, had a, someone had a lot of time on their hands to make this list. <laughs> it's like wow. the bank all day. I really? mean, this is, I could go on and on and on, but I'm not going to. So, Rich, you've been here for a while. How has your work ethic changed since joining the Thrive team You know, versus uh, maybe previous occupations?
4: I literally work three quarters of these days
5: off.
0: <laughs> okay, so you, you work th- these days that most people take off now. Absolutely. You
3: don't take Black Friday off? Oh, no. You don't? No. no, no.
4: Sure. Oh, this year I did because my wife made me. But <laughs> Do you make more money now, though, than you used to? I make three times more now than I have ever in my lifetime.
0: So if you could educate uh, your former self, you know, you're talking to your former self. There's, there's, there's a, the self from, let's say, how long have you been with, with the team here? A year and a half. Okay, so a, a year and a half. You could talk to the you, to the your version of yourself that applied for the job a year and a half ago. Please preach to yourself.
4: Stop filling your day with jackassery and get your stuff done.
0: Oh, wow, wow. Z, that, that, that deserves a breakdown right there. I don't know how you're going to break that down, Z. Wow. Well, Jack Ashery is defined
2: as all the stuff that you do that doesn't go towards your checklist of getting stuff done for the day. You know, I love Clay. He's got his little, you know, he's like me, right? I don't know that he could get, what font do you use on your checklist? Because that's small. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's small. And so it's so fun that when you say, okay, these are the things I need to get done in life, and if you're doing something that is not working towards getting one of those things done, that's called Jack Ashery.
0: Oh, and Jack Ashery, is a wealth repulsion system that all cultures have learned. Oh, and it's it's very effective, it's by the way.
2: It's very effective.
0: It's amazing how it's it's not a uh, it's kind of a, a agnostic almost thing. It's like any religion, any group of people, any culture has picked it up. It's amazing how you see Jack Asser. I mean, if you travel around the world, see you've traveled around the world.
2: Oh yes, and it's and it exists in every culture. It exists in every country. It exists in every race. Oh wow! It, it, it's it's out there. It has no biases. I mean, it, it doesn't care who you are. It will affect you like a like a virus if you let it.
0: So if you have the employee mindset, you might want to circle that. If you have the employee mindset, but you want to become an entrepreneur, not good. Dysfunctional mindset number two: the aggressive, critical, and demanding of immediately impossible results. Here's an example: you don't like the concept that over twenty five uh, over a twenty five year period of time, one man, Doctor Selnar with diligence could build the state's most successful auto auction or one of the states, the state's one of the state's most profitable optometry clinics, the state's most profitable you go on a list of Z I'm gonna list off the businesses you're involved in durable medical equipment, diagnostic sleep center. Online business school. I'm missing something. What else are you involved? The, the, your auto, the auto auction. auction auto the auction. I care. I care. The thoroughbred. Business. Thoroughbred. There's, there's. So you, you, but, but people are listening. They say I don't like that. Well, I just watched a Tony Robbins video and I got excited. And I, and I watched this Ty Lopez video and I want to get my success right now. I want it immediately because I want it to be right now because I want to get rich quick because I deserve it. I believe it. I'm gonna name it. I'm gonna. Claim it, and they're mixing kind of religion with motivation. They walked on the hot coals. They want it now. They don't like the idea. But how long did it take you to build the optometry clinic to where it is, to where you could actually open the next successful business? Because you were fruitful before you multiply. Probably ten years. Ten years? Yeah, probably a good. I
2: would say let's see, ninety-one to a yeah nine nine years, eight eight and a half to nine years. But there's, I've rounded it up to ten. But there's you know.
0: probably somebody listening who um, is. Uh, not in the corner of an entrepreneur, but they are in the family of an entrepreneur. they're going, "Oh my gosh, she works too much. She works too much. They work they work all the time. but how many hours how many how many days a week did you work when you started the optometry clinic and how how long did you keep up that pace before it could finally scale without you?
2: Well, I started I was seven days a week, and then i I peeled off a day every. You know, every year, year and a half to two years, I peeled off a day. And so, you know, then finally after, what, 10, 12 years, you know, I'm not physically working in the practice anymore.
0: How many years did you work seven days a week?
2: Um, uh, probably two, cause you know, I said I started peeling off a day about every couple of years. And so therefore, you know, you know, and then I was six days a week and then five days a week and then four days a week. So you worked and then,
0: six days a week still after you've been in business maybe four or five years.
2: Yeah. Well, that, that probably, I was probably transitioning to five at that point, but yeah.
0: Did you have kids, or did you live in a van down by the river? We don't know, Z. We're going to talk about we, we come back after the break. We're going to talk about, you know, did you have kids? Was that the van in the river? Did you live in a van down by the river during that Was time? The shag carpet on the inside of it? Probably. That, that's probably I got some the shag good, carpet I've got some good stories about that. I, when we come back, we're going to talk about the, the dysfunctional mindsets that could be preventing your success. It
6: is the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Stay tuned. Thrivetimeshow.com. I'm Ken P. Law. And I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, quite a bit of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it, uh, web page, uh, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs, I mean just a lot of stuff. I mean it's overwhelming but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected, i uh, been to different workshops and uh, you know, just Waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote. And this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable, makes you laugh, so it opens you up to receive and hear better, uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction, you you can ask him questions, you can help, he can, I mean, if you don't understand something, he can explain it more. So it's very, very helpful, I mean, it's, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn into easy steps that so they'll grow the business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information and it's a comfortable setting. It's it's awesome. It's a really good good experience.
0: little story that i'd like to tell about a dj named clay and a doc named zell started way back in 2002 when clay's life applied for a job interview they hired a fast ace stock, dr z 18 years later thrive 15 radio execs called to produce this show and now three two one here we go
4: and now more from the man whose face was
6: made for oh, radio. It's such
0: a mean, mean statement right there, saying our, our my face was made for radio. But true. I mean, mean but true. Z. it's very. It's all about being self aware, my man. It's all about being self aware. I, I
2: don't know that it was made for radio. Mm. I think I think you are such a handsome man. Oh, I mean, wow. let's wow. break it. Let's break it down. I mean, you've you've got zero pigment. Yeah. So nope. you could be the you know the. Just physically, the widest guy I know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of like Keith Van Horn, if he hadn't <laughs> ever gone outside. Right. I mean,
2: I mean, if your family, if your mom and dad had named you Casper, I mean, we would, we would, we would understand why.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's a thing where a lot of drivers are going, "Hey, listen." Um, I'm trying to think about things that could help Clay. I'm trying to think about ways to give back in the community. And one thing you could do is just shield me from light. I mean, as an albino, well, it's tough. Any light well, at one all.
2: Thi- one thing I need to make sure you're, you're doing is taking some vitamin D supplements because you're, you're, never, you're not getting it from the sun. I've been which taking is,
0: some vitamin Z. Well,
2: you need vitamin D.
0: Oh. And, I'm, and oh. I'm assuming
2: you're planting your trees like at 3 in the morning or something. Was because kind of, The it's, guy who was
0: giving me the vitamin Z is kind of sketchy. Oh, yeah. I come to think about it. I don't really, I don't really check the...
3: Uh, FDA label well, it's, on that?
2: It's, it's D. It rhymes with Z. Oh. It's a little bit further up the alphabet. Just, I'll just call Guido touch. after
3: the Dr. Show. Z, there was a time that Clay had a, a really, really nice tan. and oh, maybe wow. He shared that story one time, but w- w- there was a spray tanning. Uh, he got spray tanned one time, and maybe he can share that with you, but... This is we, did, we, did a, we did a he's fitness never, competition. He's he never to, He didn't share that with you? He's
2: never t- he's never told <laughs> he's, me okay, about it. Okay, feel free to share. <laughs> we the, J- Justin <laughs> and
0: I have done fitness competitions. Yes, we should yes. do one again here. We, should we really done. really, <laughs> should. You we really should. should.
2: Yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fun. It's okay, good.
3: It was Body for Life though. Body for, body life. for life. And it was it's a great. was it a sixty day, ninety day challenge? Ninety day challenge. And we got after it. We got after it. And it worked If you're out there thinking about body for life, I don't know say they still do it, but we did it. You have to do before pictures and after. We need to do it again. We need to do it again. It's intense. So anyways, I had this brilliant idea. So when guys are in <laughs> bodybuilding, they, they spray tan to show their definition. And I said, let's get spray tan because it will show our definition. And we want to win this competition. And you, you submit your photos all that stuff. It's nationwide. And so I taught Clayton to spray tanning. <laughs> well, the young lady sprays us. She, I guess, her setting was for, like, ultra dark, you know? Ultra and dark. Ultra, ultra dark. dark. Nice. So, yeah, we got pretty dark. And it was pretty, pretty funny. But the, the, the tan kept getting darker I darker, would like to see those pictures.
2: I'd,
0: I'd, like, to, guys I'd, like, to, from, I'd like to see We had them, but
3: they're, they're gone now. No, know, they're on Dropbox. Are they? I, I save everything, bro. I can definitely pull them up. We've got we to gotta get these <laughs> in. Because it's like Photoshop. Our heads were Photoshop because they didn't spray it in our face, I don't think. But
0: it, it looks like the Tropic <laughs> it's Thunder. So good. You know, the character <laughs> for Tropic oh, yeah. Thunder. <laughs> that's, that's the greatest thing I've
3: ever heard. Let's make a uh, rap song for EITR, and that will be the cover right there. Okay, I'll okay? do an elephant in the room too. I,
0: I accept that challenge. I'll do, you have to you have to text me an old school song you like. Okay. Any old school beat, I'm down. It's got to be old school because the majority of our listeners are in their 40s and 50s. You know, oh, yeah. Five to forty. You don't start a business till you get have a kid or two, you know. And so the listeners they love the old school <laughs> hip hop. So that's the move. So right. dysfunctional mindset number two, the aggressive, critical, and demanding of immediately impossible results. Now, Z, you worked seven days a week for two years, roughly, and then you worked about six days a week for two more years. What kind of trade offs and sacrifices did you make? And did you have kids at the time, or did you live alone in a van down by the river?
2: Um, actually I had, uh, I was starting, started the family, um, the, about the year before I started my, um, my business. Mm. And so I had kids and I had, I had all that going on. And, and the trade off is, is that, you know, you're, of course, when your kids are real young and they don't, you know, I mean, like when I was born, I know I was born in Dallas, but I don't remember it. I was pretty
0: young. What? Yeah, I know. Was, I remember I was, the exact moment I came out of well, my mother's you've got a birth different, canal. You have I remember a different kind coming of brain. out. I came out and I'm like, I oh, know this is gross. i this, is, go- no this fun. is gross. Get me out of here. I'm cold." I remember the specific second. The lights are bright. Oh, but come the, on. Thing,
2: <laughs> the the thing about it is this is that you do you do make trade-offs, but you understand that you're trading one thing for another thing. You're trading now for then. You're delaying gratification is basically what you're doing. And that's one things that you know. I try to teach, and I, if anybody listens, I will. I will say it over and over again: delay gratification. Because then, what happens is, by delaying it, it's much better and bigger down the road.
0: When you said delay gratification, I heard you say <laughs> Can you repeat that again, real yeah. quick? I just want to make sure.
2: Well, it's it's about delaying gratification. It's about you say, well, listen, I don't I don't want to work hard now because I know I'm going to work the rest of my life. Well, if you work hard now. You don't have to work the rest of your life.
0: There's a Thriver listening who's got some kind of ear blockage going on, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all they heard was "community." <laughs> and when you said, and you said something, and when you said it, it's so countercultural. It's hard to maybe hear what you just said. Just one more time, just in case the Thrivers are just cleaning out the earwax there.
2: Well, it's delay gratification. Oh, oh it's crazy. I know, but the thing about it is, is that our whole culture, especially here in the U.S., is that you know you go out there. And you 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 don't delay it, but you actually get it before you deserve it. And so you get credit card. You know, you get out there. You got
0: a job. You're going boom. to school. You get that debt. You get that car. You get that house. You borrow. You borrow. Just borrow. 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 Borrow.
2: I'm not opposed to borrowing, but I'm also opposed to people living outside their means. Um, you know, living outside their means, and so that's what makes it tough to delay their gratification.
0: Now, Gino Wickman, this is the guy who started a, a program called Traction, which. Uh, Full disclosure, disclosures. One of the competitors of Thrive15.com, but I quote him because his program is awesome. It's just seven grand a month. Z seven grand, seven thousand dollars a month. And there's a contract, and you know, he's he's sort of like the the golden boy. Of the coaching, he works with companies that already have you know ten million dollars of revenue. You know, and our, our heart is more to help somebody find the path, establish the path, and grow the existing business. Well, he's
2: not just seven thousand a month. You got to sign up for a year, and that's eighty four thousand dollars commitment. You're, I mean, that's you know,
0: it's a, it's a, it's a deal. Now, he says a, this. He says thing. though, or most people. 000. He says most people. Now, make sure you're you're not. We don't want to do accurate math. We just want to be vague and 91. rough. Ninety one. But he says, I the most people are sitting on their own diamond minds, and the surest way to lose your diamond mind is to get bored, become overambitious, or to start thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. Find your core focus, stick to it, and devote your time and resources to excelling at it. Rich, you make cold calls for businesses. Yes. Uh, today, how many calls did you make roughly outbound? How many cold calls did you make roughly, my man? About 250. And how nice. many appointments did wow. you set, bro? Ten. Ten. Sweet. Now I'm just telling you, Rich. Of all the cold callers I've ever had, I'm not exaggerating. He is the best cold caller I've ever had. Seriously, he's like he's the icebreaker. Now, Rich, when you're making 250 calls, your success rate one out of 25. Z doing the math on that, that's like what percent? I mean, uh, one out of 25. It feels like. Well, he said he
2: he said he did 10 out of
0: 250, right? So 10 out of 250. So what's what's the percentage on that there? That's uh...
2: out of 100. That would have been 10
0: percent. So just under five. Okay, I was going to say just under five because 10 percent would have been 25,
2: and he only said 10.
0: So, Rich, I mean, when you're making those calls, how do you stay focused, bro?
4: I smile on dial till they buy, cry or die. Now, when I when you prefer buy or die.
0: When you first started working here, though, how did your first day go? Because the first day, you're working with uh, Marshall, and he had like an interactive spiritual coming to Jesus uh, connection with you there. How did the? Because the first, I don't think you'd ever been in a place where it's like you literally make calls until you they cry buy or die. But how, how, what was explain to the Thrivers that interaction while you're super hot and close to that microphone? Oh, it was. Uh, it was.
4: It was bad. <laughs> Uh, there was uh, some colorful conversations and, uh, between Marshall and I and even uh, John Kelly and I and even Eric Herman and I. So it was kind of like the trifecta of awesome trying to teach me to get better.
0: Now, here's the deal, Thrivers, is that if you are an entrepreneur, though, and you don't have a boss or a manager holding you accountable, you got to find some way to hold yourself accountable. So maybe that's your thing. Maybe your thing is you just want to get results immediately, and you don't want to be held accountable. And we come back, we're going to talk about dysfunctional mindset number three, the chronically distracted entrepreneur. And we're trying to figure out which one of these dysfunctions is the one that's holding you back. From the success that you deserve, Dr. Z, which one? Absolutely. Well, we got to get through the end of the list, and then we'll uh, we'll uncover we'll uncover. Dr. Z, I'm so excited about you and your so just great Americanism. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com.
7: My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly, and I'm a fashion designer. So I heard about the Thrive Time business workshops through a dear friend of mine, and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z, and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well what I've learned is that uh, for, m- for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to, be, spe- you know, it- I need to step it up a lot more and, and the, uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business-oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person, and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real-life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me, and it's just very relatable. And so, for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly, and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of a model. And um, like I said, it's it's a, it's a more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like, it's professional but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference. And so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style, love the presentation, uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real-life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's gonna help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me. But if for if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here, and that like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it it does actually makes you wonder like what else what else is there. I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is uh, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome.
1: I made a mixtape in my dorm room. I can't believe this. It doesn't seem true. I won't stop, though, till everybody knows that. It's the Thrive Time Show. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now we here.
0: Started from the bottom, now we're here. Now, Z, what if you start at the bottom and end at the bottom? I mean, what if you're 8 out of 10 entrepreneurs, according to Forbes, they start at the bottom and end at the bottom? Or they start at the top and end at the bottom. But either way, it's like they're not, you know, 8 out of 10 businesses are failing, and we hate that number. But what, what would you say to the entrepreneur who has maybe gone from the top to the bottom or from the bottom to the bottom a couple times? Well, what I would
2: suggest is this, is that maybe you might want a little help you might want to find a mentor, i.e. a business coach. And we here at the Thrive Nation, we are asking to be your business coach. You know, we do it with excellence. We have a lot of success stories. You can get on Thrive Time Show reviews, and you can see the people that have come to our in-person workshops and the life-changing information that we gladly, happily
0: I e joyously give oh, you. Oh wow, joyously. Oh, huh? We have a, We would have what we would call an ardor, a fiery passion to give mm. this to you. And it, mm. as a wordsmith, uh, we want. You, all we ask for you to have is an alacrity, which is a cheerful, joyful, joyfulness to learn. It's a cheerful. It's ex- mm. excitement and eagerness to learn. Alacrity. Alacr- someone should write that down. Alacrity. That's all we ask you to have is a is a willingness and eagerness to learn. Because if you are If the student appears, you know, if the student is ready, then the teacher will appear, my friend.
2: Yes, and we uh, humbly suggest that you allow us to maybe help you down your journey of starting and growing a business. That's that's what we're about. That's the journey we started. Clay's been doing it. Clay is certified as the world's best business coach, in case you didn't know. And I'm just I'm just here just to kind of make sure he doesn't you know run amok. That doesn't just go crazy. That doesn't you know. I'm the guardrails. At the bowling alley, you know. You know. Our, our, uh, we we're now up. writing
0: articles for Forbes. Or we're doing some stuff, and there's a very strong possibility our podcast is going to be. We're in the process right now, but it looks like we may be endorsed soon by Forbes on the little. You go to Forbes.com, the little podcast suggested podcast. Oh,
2: fantastic! Well, they've already kind of endorsed Thrive fifteen. I mean, they they think a lot of it, and we're appreciative of that. And so, it's a thing. It's a it's you know it's it's a thing, and we're we're here. Right, our heart is to help you. With the tough stuff in business, because a lot of times you don't know what the tough stuff is.
0: Now, Z, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some stuff right now that's very offensive, and I just want you to be reverent about it. I don't want you to, you know, okay. make fun of the thrivers out there because. Okay. Here we go. Um, this is the mind dysfunctional mindset number three is the chronically distracted entrepreneur. What? What did oh, you say? Sorry, tell? my phone just squirrel. rang. Sorry, squirrel. Um, you want to focus and pay attention. Oh, I'm sorry, my wife just texted me, but you received a notification on your phone. That you wanted to check real quick. Yeah, I do want guacamole. Scroll, scroll, up, scroll. And you know, you know that you and you alone must create the thousand words of content that Google needs on every single page of your website. But you keep updating your Facebook status, and you got into a forty-five minute conversation with one of your employees about how you felt. Instead of doing it, you also recently discovered it's hard to write while watching nonstop coverage of a recent hurricane on CNN. You, my friend, are the chronically distracted entrepreneur. And Daniel Goldman. A clinical psychologist says this for you. He says, we need to recreate boundaries. When you create a digital gadget, when you carry a digital gadget that creates a virtual link to the office, you need to create a virtual boundary that didn't exist before. So I'm going to start with you, Z, because this is huge. How do you manage your cell phone? Because people, they want to call you on your cell phone. Call me on my cell phone. Even when you're out. At a movie. They At a movie. Been, how do you handle it? you got a lot of businesses, a lot of employees. How do you specifically handle your cell phone? You know, here's the thing, Clay, is that
2: it's so easy, it, and, and people are spending billions. got to understand, companies are spending billions of dollars to get you addicted to that thing and to get you to check it every 32 seconds. You understand that? True. I mean, they're spending billions. I mean, this is a fight for your brain. It's a literal fight for your brain and your attention. And they are making copious amounts of money on getting your attention. And you have to be very purposeful in saying, you know what? My attention is going to be directed, focused on where it needs to be um, focused. And so you just have to be purposeful. I mean, you have to say to yourself, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not. It used to be, I remember back when we were a kid. And you just had the you know, we didn't have cell phones. You just had a phone in the house, right? And that phone would ring. I, I mean, it would be like a like an Olympic sprint to the phone. And I mean, it would be just like, oh my gosh, somebody's calling Santa. I mean, Christmas no, something. I mean, cool. oh my gosh, it was like it'd be wow. like a it'd be like an Olympic sprint of the kids. you know, trying to get to that phone. I mean, because you know it could be something you know, excited, pick up the phone. Hello, Zona residents, How how may I help you? Who's calling? You know, we had a little we, we had a little script that we had to use on the phone. And you know? God
0: forbid if someone called long distance, what you do is oh you my you shut down. Oh. You go, your Aunt Karen is calling long distance. Oh. Do you understand what the guy she's calling long distance? Everyone shh
2: and the world take, would stop as and we you, know it. And you
0: have a long phone with a cord. It's oh, yeah. a long cord. And you would oh, take yeah. that long cord. Because you didn't have the, the cordless phone. So you didn't have wireless yet. yet. No. And what you would do is you would say, shh she is calling from Minnesota. Oh, my goodness. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, from Minnesota. That's so far on one phone line. How is it possible? I mean, it's just crazy, you know? And so then, so we, we've we all, I mean, I learned as
2: a young boy, that phone, it's almost like a Pavlog dog thing. You, you <laughs> ring the bell and you you salivate, you know? It's kind of like, oh, my gosh, it buzzes, it bings, it does whatever. It's like, well, well. First of all, turn off all your notifications. You don't want everything dinging and buzzing and beeping on your phone, Turn off okay? all the notifications. Turn off all the notifications, okay? And then check it on a regular basis under your Whoa, well, s- s- situations. T- time out, time and out. And then
0: you, what? Time out, because huh? you said this, and I yeah. saw you do this. You had a laptop up here at the office. Okay. And someone turned it on the jackass mode, which is the notification mode, where it would update you when there's, you notif- said, turn that off. Turn that off. You, I mean, I've watched you do it. You said, Yeah, turn I'm off. just,
2: turn that off. Tur- turn that off. There's enough binging and buzzing and, and flipping and boinging and bonging Psychology in Psychology
0: Today did a study, uh. and it said the average American has over 70 interruptions a day. 77-0. Seven That's between texts, mm. voicemails, mm. emails. How can you get anything done? So, Justin, you're an entrepreneur in the digital age, you know, potentially living in the digital cage. What advice would you have for the man there? Because he turns off the notifications and you're out there running a very successful company, you know, getting closer and closer to 100 employees, at elephant in the room. Things are growing. What questions do you have for the Zolhan?
3: Yeah, so, so the cell phone um, is definitely a distraction. You're, you're reachable 24-7. And the best thing to do is, is is you know maybe put a distance between that phone, uh, turn it off at night. Um, you know it, it can wait till tomorrow. I tell my employees, what if the place is blowing down? Is that, that, what the place is burning down? They asked me. I said, well, call nine hundred one. You know, and yeah, call I'll find fire out in the morning. Yeah, yeah, we we yeah. have yeah. insurance, things like that. Yeah. So say you've done that move now. Um, so so now you've got a shop, and this is kind of where I'm at. So I walk to the shop, and it's hey, you got a second? You got a minute? I got this idea. I need to run something by you. You know, and it's it's that. So it's almost like. Uh, the the person themselves employees is now that distraction instead of the the phone you know and so it's regulating that you know scheduling time so because I get bombarded as well and we we have uh, some new staff members we're training in the call center and so for me it was the move was write down all your questions throughout the day on one sheet of paper but I want you to try to solve them first on your own and then we'll schedule a time to sit down and go over these because I find myself not getting my to do list done. You know, and, oh. and you're gonna have it the to-do list of your own and then the day's going to throw you its own to-do list. see, I've got a fever and the
0: only cure is how do I deal with got a minute meetings? Hey, do you got a minute? Do you got a minute? How do you deal with it, my man? How do you deal with
2: it? No, 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 write them down. Supervisor, supervisor, supervisor. Boom. What you do <laughs> is you put you put layers in between you that people have to kind of maneuver to get through to you. That sounds mean like, oh my gosh, that sounds that sounds so mean. But the thing about it is is that you're right. I mean, an employee with, with this idea in their mind can be as big a distraction as, as anything as you're going through your day. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have a good idea and you don't need to talk to them. But as a general rule of thumb, you don't do it every single time. You have a process that gets vetted
0: that they get to you. When we come back, we're talking more about how to deal with the distractions that inevitably come up as an entrepreneur. Stay tuned. to the Thrive Time Business Coach radio show, baby, baby.
8: My name is O'Neil Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, Business Workshops through my wife Sherita Bent and uh, I learned a lot more from her and also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing. I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical, it's not based off of book knowledge, it's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas, it's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, there's a chimney outside, so I, we walked to the building, and when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people say hello, and then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on. Um, and everything looks modern. So it's a a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing though, because he's he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, You never feel like, man, is he ever gonna stop talking? You always wanna keep listening, and then when it's bathroom break time, you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know but then he also opens it up for questions so there's always this um, question and response type of situation and then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you and he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean I come in they do exactly what they say they're gonna do and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work and uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need.
0: you remember this show, Z? Man, the
1: paper boy. Full
0: house, man. Right, Full yeah, house.
1: Look, oh,
0: yes. Jesse. Joey.
2: You Danny.
0: You Rebecca.
2: Who needs you.
0: Here we go, Travers. Sing along. Here we go. You when you're lost out there, when you're all alone. Come on now. I don't know. Oh, the words. you work.
2: Oh, I did know that one. Uh.
0: Uh. That's, that's the best song ever. Do you guys remember a time Whoa, whoa, wait, did you say the best song ever? <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> Ever. Of the, all, the, all times. Yeah, I mean I mean Of <laughs> all times. It's probably in the, in the top one. How <laughs> I many? <too>, <laughs> Are you a day quill again today? Yeah, seriously, I am. But, I did, I wanna, you look I'll, a
2: little allergic. Okay, I but,
0: but I want to. I want I This is this. Is, you remember a time, Z, where the family would gather around the tube, the television, because it, it actually had a tube in the television. Yes. You would gather, and the yes. tube was thick. It was deep. Yes. You would gather around, and you, what you would do is you would you would watch the show Full House or Different Strokes or Family Matters. Or Silver Spoons, Rick Schroeder. Oh, yeah. Here we are, face mm-hmm, to face, mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm, of Silver mm-hmm. Spoons. What was the one with Balky? What was the show? Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or Fresh Prince. You oh, know, yeah, Fresh, Fresh Prince of Philadelphia. Yeah, born and raised. And so the thing is, the show only came on at one time. Yeah. You couldn't just couldn't Netflix it? <laughs> you couldn't be in a meeting <laughs> and start Netflixing. D- D- oh. So this is what I'm talking about. We're talking about the, 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 the dysfunctions of the modern entrepreneur. And this literally happened in my office. Now, Z, you like Game of Thrones. I like Game of Thrones. There are scenes in Game of Thrones, though, that we go, maybe we could do without, but they're in Game of Thrones. Correct. And so I'm in a meeting, just a true story, before I sold the photography company, one of our best photographers who I lobbied super hard to fire, but I could not fire him because I did not have the final decision-making power as we were transitioning during the selling of the business. I'm talking to him, and then I notice to my right, I look he has two monitors. One monitor, he's editing photos. On the second monitor, he's watching one of the adult scenes from Game of Thrones. Okay, okay, I gotcha. And I said, why are you watching Game of Thrones? And why is that scene on? And that's got to offend the ladies who work here. There's so many things are wrong with it, you know? And he yeah. goes, oh, I didn't know I couldn't watch. Game of Thrones while working. I didn't know. I didn't know, bro. Didn't hey, bro. You could no. not do that back in the day. You'd have to bring your big tube to the office. The you'd tube. Have, you'd have to have your cable subscription. Cable subscription. And so there's so many. No, the ears.
2: You'd have to know. You bring your the ears, the rabbit ears on your TV. So, so you get the I reception. told him he couldn't
0: watch it because I'm a meanie. And then I realized his productivity was at an all time low. We fixed it. Z But today in a world where everyone carries a digital gadget, these distractions and these god a minute meetings and just this, it's almost like, according to psychology today, it's almost like the critical thinking skills of the average adult when they're using a smartphone is now at that of an average third grader it's almost like people are getting dumber and the article is called is your smartphone making you dumb so what advice would you have for the entrepreneur who's being constantly interrupted by digital gadgets what do you say well you turn off the notification turn that
2: thing off put it on silent i, I like what justin said it, it, definitely when you're sleeping or when you're home or you know at certain times you you turn it on silent and then you check it periodically and, you know, the thing about it is, and then you don't respond to every single thing that pops on there every email, every text, every whatever. You don't, you only respond to the ones that you need to respond to. Cause I'm, the other day I was getting in this text conversation with someone. I'm like, forget this. I called him on the phone. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and text this back and forth with you. Let's just, can we talk? Then we talked for just a couple of minutes, got knocked it all out instead of sitting there, you know, just texting all Wearing your thumb out, just wearing out your joints. I need a cast for my thumb now, you know? so, it's kind of like one of those deals where it's kind of like you're you're going to let those things. If you let them, they will distract you and keep you going all day. A Facebook, Bing, a Facebook this, a oh, you know Instagram this, a stressful. Snapchat this. A, I mean, social media aside, even even the, the core business stuff can you know. I mean, I get hundreds of emails a day, and, and if you let it, you know, ding ding ding, you you will ding 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 to death.
0: Now, dysfunctional mindset number four is the knowledgeable, skeptical, and complex one to be leader. Oh, you graduated from the University of whatever with a BS, Bachelor of Science, degree of whatever, and you've come to the realization that the marketplace does not pay you based upon your academic resume. You know just enough about everything to wow your friends and engage in an intelligent conversation with any random person you've ever met on a plane. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, if this doesn't work out, I might need to go back and get an MBA. You're in love with the vision and goal-setting part of the business, that 1% of the pro- of the process. But you are not in love with the work ethic and the grind needed to get it done. And mm. you, you hate this quote. Jim Rohn gives you this quote. You hate it. You don't get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value you bring mm. oh, to say that again. the hour. You say don't get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value that you bring to the hour. But the thing about it
2: is, Clay, you got to understand that the the concept of all your life leading up to that, you get paid by the hour. I mean, that's the way it's. That's the rules.
0: That's the move. That's the thing. That's the
2: jam. I mean, that's the play. You know. And so you're going. I worked, you know, ten hours today. I worked eight hours today. I worked forty hours this week. I get so much an hour, and that's what I get. But when you become the entrepreneur.
0: It's not the hours you work. It's the value you bring. Now, Rich, you are a recovering jackass, and I am too. Yes. So we are in that boat together where we've done jackassery. We've played that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you started working here, it's been like a night and day thing. But let's just talk about search engine optimization and oh, sales calls. baby. Okay? So search engine optimization. Um, when you were doing search engine optimization a couple months ago, what were you getting paid per article that you wrote?
4: Uh,
0: $3.65. How many of those things could you bang out per hour? 15. 15. So you're just boom, 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 boom. And if you walked into his room, not that you would be like mean about it, but you were just kind of like, get out of here. And you would just grind. Well, yeah, because
4: the way I saw it was I'm going to make as much money as possible and no one's going to stop me from reaching my goal. Whether that's, hey, I want to be able to take my kids out this weekend, so I'm going to go ahead, work 14 days to be able to do that, meet my deadline, and then go ahead and be able to do stuff that I want to do.
0: Previous jobs you've had, though, is always paid per hour or flat rate or whatever. Talk to me the difference in your mindset that you had as an employee or team member or a contractor or whatever.
4: Well, I felt like as an employee that I was entitled, whereas now I feel like I literally have to earn everything that I get, regardless of whether it's articles or trying to set up appointments for our clients.
0: And so now you set appointments for clients and you get paid per appointment, and yes. so your mindset is like, I'm going to get as many appointments today as possible, not work as many hours as possible.
4: Correct. Yeah, I want to set, my personal goal is 50 appointments a week.
0: Now, I want to ask you this, Justin. You work in a, you have you own your own business, and you have a lot of, we have really, really nice uh, grooming professionals that work at Elephant in the Room, quality people. You know, there's really some really just awesome, uh, dynamic ladies who I've met there, mostly ladies. There's a couple guys that work there, mostly ladies, and some of them are are focused on results. They're focused on the value they can bring to the hour. And I see these ladies and they say, Hey, I'm trying to get my income per hour up to 25. Like one lady at the last meeting, she says, I'm trying to get to $30 an hour. What tips do you have? So she's trying to sell more products and cut the hair more accurately, get better reviews. She's trying to sell more memberships. I mean, she's. And then somebody else is like, You know, can I get more per hour? Because the eight an hour thing is not. I mean, there's one mindset is just trying to get more minimum wage, and the other one's trying to get this commission. So someone's making 30 bucks an hour. What's going on in the mindset, and how do you as a manager try to incentivize people to be motivated there?
3: Yeah, so we structured an incentive-based pay scale, um, and it really helps the people going from the hourly mindset into the productivity, into the Entrepreneur mindset. So, if you're listening right now and, and you're an entrepreneur and you want to launch your business, these are some things that I come across with um, just regular day people and helping their businesses and even some of my employees. The what if it doesn't work out? What if my plan doesn't work out? Or this is a, um, a conversation I had today with a potential employee in, in training it says, um, Well, I'll, I'll see how it works here at Elf in the Room. And I tell them, you, you either decide that it will plan, it'll work. You need to decide it right now. Or you need to decide it's not going to work because ultimately, let's be honest, over the five years, I could have closed my business several times, you know, and to no, be honest, I would have killed you. I would I, have
0: killed you, buried your, your body and right? no one would have found it.
3: And um, ultimately, I called my, my business coach, my partner, Clay Clark, and I said, hey, this is where I'm at. This is, you know, and I had that talk with you, but I seriously could have given up. I, I could have. And now we're in an amazing position. It's awesome, you know, and it's a lot of fun. I'm sure, Dr. Z, there's probably certain times where you could have looked and you could have, you know, but will you do what's required if you get the result you want? We push through those things. So you decide early on to make sure it will work.
2: Justin, you just said a beautiful thing, and I hope the thrivers out there, I hope the people listening to this radio show, podcast show, listen to it. And you said, listen, when I was at the depth of despair, what did you do? You know? When I, yeah. when I, was, when I was thinking about shutting her down, when I was thinking about giving up, I called a business coach.
3: My old move used to be, "What would Justin do?" And I replaced those thoughts with people who had been where I wanted to go mm-hmm. financially, uh, with relationships, all that stuff. And my business coach, Clay Clark, is is that guy.
0: Well, Thrive Nation, I, Justin, I appreciate you saying that. Very nice. Uh, but I will tell you, um, when I'm in a business, straight up, I don't ever lose. I just won't lose because I'm not going to quit. And that's that. You have to be all in. You have to you have to understand what that means to be all in. And we come back. We're going to talk about what it means to fully commit to your business. Your success is worth it. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach radio show.
3: I'm Sam Parker.
5: Okay. I'm Karina Parker. We live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, and, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be.
1: The Thrive Time Workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are.
5: There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated then something's wrong with you because very it's upbeat. all over the walls. Yeah. Uh,
1: he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time he wants you to learn and so if you have any questions he's willing to help you. And uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you.
5: He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can tell he's being real. He doesn't care about offending people.
1: No, he just wants to help you.
5: So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, Oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure and it's a month to month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away.
1: I gotta take it to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, I got nothing to lose. Maybe I'll we'll make something. Be myself, I got nothing to lose.
0: Thrive Nation, oh, welcome back try, to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former US SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, and I am so honored to be here. And we came into a little Justin Bieber remix of a song by Tracy Chapman. And I, um, when I heard this song, um, I was probably 18 years old, and it sort of ignited a fire for me. Uh, the original version by Tracy Chapman is called Fast Car. And I'm going to read the lyrics to you. And uh, Z, I don't know if you can relate to these lyrics, but I think we can all can kind of a, some way relate to these if you're an entrepreneur. But uh, here are the lyrics. He says, You've got a fast car. I want a ticket to get anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can, go, we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, we've got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something... Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. And I love that idea, that concept that I didn't have anything to lose. So I was, I was like, you know what? It's me against the world. I'm going to start a business, and I freaking don't care what has to happen. And so as an example of an uh, just an example that blew my mind was when we were, uh, had the opportunity to do this radio show. We already had a fully booked out schedule, you and I, but both yes, of us. We yes, already had things yes, we yes. committed to. We already signed up for things, uh, kids relationships, businesses, whatever. And I remember just looking at you, talking at you. We actually had a meeting at the White Lion, right? Is the it White, the White Lion? Yeah, f- fun, little, fun little pub restaurant. Love that place. Yeah. But I remember kind of looking across at you going, he really wants to do this. And I think you looked at me going, he really wants to do this. But doing a daily show. It's a daily show. So it doesn't mean that you take a day off. There's no days off. That, by the way, is the Patriots mantra. Every year he has a mantra. This yeah. year's mantra yeah. is no days off. It's on all their videos, all their sweatshirts, all their hats. No days off. He wants a seven-day commitment from anyone on the team or he wants to That's cut That's not him. allowed. He's That's telling the players that if you don't want to be seven days, get out of here. So the thing is that you've got to have that mindset though um, that if you're an entrepreneur, there's no days off until you get to your financial freedom. And that commitment needed to be successful is just not common. And people say, I'm just so stressed. Well, I want to be successful, but I don't want it to be stressful. Well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to push through that struggle zone with the get-rich-quick moves. I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't have any advice I could give the thrivers who say, I want to be successful, but I want to skip that part where it's stressful. I don't want to commit. Well, and that's the problem with you know the
2: social media and our culture right now. Is that we make such a big deal out of when the dude is successful? We focus on the success and what that brings that person, and we make a big deal out of that. We and we, you know, we make parades and the the parties, and we focus on the house and the crib, you know, and the cars and all the stuff, but all the grinding, all the backstory, all the you know, all the getting your hands dirty, all the sweat and tears and blood, sweat, and all that we we don't we don't talk about. And that's one of the problems is we all we talk about is the end result and not all that went into it.
0: Can I talk about it for a minute? Can I talk about the strength and the struggle?
2: Well, yeah. I would like you know what? I've been wanting you to talk about that now for quite a while.
0: So okay. I mean I've been I mean, I'm gonna pull it out of you. So here we go. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, no college degree. Homeboy grinded, taught himself to become an attorney. A.P. Giannini, no degree, grinded to start Bank of America. Andrew Carnegie, no degree, working since age 13. Uh, Page 200 of our boom book here. Andrew Jackson, U.S. president, no formal education. I'm not impressed. Benjamin Franklin, no degree. Red McCombs, no degree, used to own the Vikings. Bill Gates, no degree. Coco Chanel, no degree. Why am I saying that? Because if you have a degree or you don't have a degree, it doesn't matter. You've got to grind. No one's going to hand it to you. No one's going to care about your life the way that you care about your life. So this functional mindset number six we have to fight through is I'm not going to do my action items guy. I'm not going to do my action items. I know what I need to do, but I'm not going to do it because you believe that if you hop on a coaching call, and learn the proven system without actually investing your personal time to apply, that eventually the things will get done by themselves. You secretly believe that the science behind the shake weight and unicorns is plausible. You believe that your product is so good it will sell itself, and your product will magically build itself without involving you. You have subconsciously bought into the charlatan mindset. Now, a charlatan is someone who falsely pretends to be something by telling semi-true, Tail. So you've bought into this mindset. you hate this quote, by the way. This is a quote from Elon Musk, and this is the quote you hate if you're not going to want to do your work." He says, "This is Elon Musk. tip. They ask him, "What's the tips to being successful?" Elon Musk, You started PayPal. You know You started Solar City. You started Tesla. He says, "Work like hell. I mean, you just have to put in 80 to 100-hour weeks every week. This improves the odds of success. If other people are putting in 40hour weeks and you're putting in 100-hour weeks, then even if you're doing the same thing, you know that. You will achieve in four months what it takes them a year to achieve. Z, feel free to go off in as much of a as much of a tangent as you want there about just grinding. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go the other direction. Really? I'm going to say what you
2: need to do is go buy a lottery ticket. Oh yeah, every week, every week, and just you know, and uh, you got got to pray about the numbers. Yeah, and and you'll you know, and that's the, and you'll get there.
0: You got to buy big to put to win big, man.
2: Oh. You got to put your money where your your ticket is. I tell you what, you know, Clay. It's it's a found a founding tenant that when you reap and you take care of the land and you you I mean you sow the seeds. Sow excuse the me. Seeds. You sow the seeds and you take care of the land. You water. You fertilize. You weed eat it, which is work, which is the grind. Then you reap the harvest. And we always want to celebrate the reaping, but we don't, we don't want to talk about the sowing. We don't want to talk about the, the, the weed eating, because that's no fun. We don't want to talk about the watering and the fertilizing, because there's no fun in that.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a story right now with the Thrivers that's from my own personal uh, life that I thought was a kind of inspirational one I'm going to share with you today. And maybe, maybe you say, this is not a good story at all, but this is what happened. <laughs> um, I remember making a list. I called it The Road to a Million. And, uh, Justin, you might have remembered the, the sign at the uh, house at uh, Lynn Lane. If you saw the road to a million, did you remember? That's, that It was a fold-up thing as my mantra for the year, the road to the million. And what I did is I made a list of the top 100 companies in Tulsa and the top 100 wedding venues. And my goal was to get a yes or a no out of all of them. I wanted their business. And my move was I, the price would not stand in the way. Time would not stand in the way. So we called every major corporation in Tulsa. Uh, you bought a list from the chamber of businesses that had more than 100 employees. And I called them and I said, who are you currently using for entertainment? And they said, you know, at the time the company was called Infinity. And I said, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with their services? And if they said like an eight or a nine or whatever, I'd say, well, what does a 10 look like? And no matter what they said, I'd say, I'd love to meet with you. And uh, Because I I think we can offer a better service, and whatever you're paying now, we'll do it for 25% less. We're not in it for the short-term profit. We're in it for a long-term deal. Relationship. I landed Houchin Electric, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, Boeing, UPS, American, uh, Bama Pie, McDonald's, QT. I landed O'Reilly Auto. I landed everybody. I got them all. It was all in one year. And it was sure it was through the decision to do it, but it was the grinding. And I remember telling the guys, because I had um, pulled an all-nighter, probably hadn't slept, I told the guys, I want to get 10,000 no's this year. That's my goal 10,000 no's because I know we get 10,000 people telling us no. We're going to get to my goal of a million because the typical DJ show is about $600. Mm-hmm. And I had done the math, and I'm like, I want 10,000 no's. And the guys were just, like, at first, like, This was supposed to be a motivational Monday, but you just said you want 10,000 no's. And I had divided it by the 50 weeks, and the guys were like, I get it. So I said, You, Curtis, have to get this many no's. You, Aaron, this many no's. You, Thaddeus, this many no's. And I'm like, If you're not into the no's, get out of here. And it was kind of a galvanizing moment for us. And we just grinded and we conquered. We took the flag, we won the game. It was awesome. But it was like, it was a grind, man. And it was just, and Justin, you remember that. It was like Viking culture at that point.
3: Oh yeah, it was it was intense, but but that but seriously, you 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 established your goal. Where did you want to go? And you broke it into your daily actions, your daily steps. And then ultimately, it's like a formula. It's like baking a cake. It's like a recipe. You follow the recipe, you know. You know what you're gonna get out. You know. It's the same with success, but doing over and over every day.
0: Now, Rich, there's clients that we work with, coaching clients that say, "You know what? I've never made cold calls before. If it's okay, I'd like to have Rich make the call." And I'm going to ride shotgun with them to see how my script goes. So they actually will write the script, give it to you. You've never made that call before. And then they are able to, like, listen to you make the call. So you're, like, jumping on the grenades where they're going, they're assessing the battle damage, going, well, that was a pretty painful grenade. Um. So, Rich, <laughs> I mean, what does that feel like? I mean, how do you emotionally process getting those rejections? I mean, how do you do it? I don't care. What?
4: I, I just don't care.
0: How did you get to a place where you don't care? Because it's, it seems impossible. Well,
4: um, I, I've done calls enough, and I've been told... The worst thing that they can say is no. And it's over a phone, so it's not like they can come punch me in the mouth for it. So I'm just going to sit there, and I'm going to call them, and if they hang up, I call them back and say, hey, somehow the phone got disconnected,
0: so can you meet at 10.30? Z, have you ever studied the life of 50 Cent, the rapper, Curtis Jackson?
2: I, I've studied a lot of things, but I, I've, I, that's not on my, on my list.
0: Okay, let me tell you a little story about Curtis Jackson. He basically... Um, was a guy who grew up poor. his mother um, sold drugs, and she got killed um, in a drug deal. You know, And uh, so he decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell drugs too, and I'm going to try to sell enough drugs to get out of the drug game. That was his idea. And uh, he ended up taking um, many, many shots. He got shot multiple times, one of which was to the face. And uh, he ended up coming back as a – he had just signed a record deal, and he came back with a new persona called 50 Cent – and he came back, and people asked him now later on. They've, he's done a lot of interviews. He's done a lot of things. They said, hey, man, because he sold vitamin water for like hundreds of millions of dollars. And they said, what was your mindset? And he goes, I'm going to get rich or die trying. And then it, it turned into a movie. Yeah. But his whole thing was like, I've been shot in the face. I, fear, I don't fear death. So yeah. I, I've already dealt with that process. And I think there's got to be a certainty. What, what, what would you say to the entrepreneur who, because I think it's really hard. I honestly think it's harder when you grow up middle or upper class. I think I honestly I, I really do see that. I think um, there was a study that was done about uh, uh, players who play professional sports. I remember reading this it was amazing. But usually, the second child has a higher likelihood of playing professional sports because they saw the first child do well but not push, and they thought, you know what, I'm looking for a place in the family pecking order. I could outperform them. But there's certain kind of mindsets. But Z, what would, what advice would you have for somebody who's maybe growing up middle class, upper class? Maybe even, you know, someone in your family who's done well now because you've done well, you know. And their uh, floor it was kind of your ceiling, you know. What advice would you have to develop that fearlessness and that grind? I mean, what, what, would, you, what would you say? Um, that's an that's a excellent, excellent question, Clay. And I think what you do is you
2: just say, hey, listen, you know, um, and, and it, it's all dependent upon, you know, your life goals and what you want to do. You know, and you can't instill that in somebody. And so there's a, there's a certain component that if they say, hey, listen, I want to achieve, you know, uber excellence, mm. all right? Then you say, okay, let's, you know, we can help you, we can help you get there. But there's a certain drive that has to be, I think, inherent in a person. You know, an entrepreneur is kind of a, kind of a funny duck. Yeah. You know, you're listening out there going, I want to start a business. And we're saying, hey, yeah, you could do it. We can help you. But there's something about that that is just, it's that little little thing inside you that is planted there. I'm not sure exactly how it gets in there. And and we're here to help water it and grow it and put some sunshine on it. But you know, if you I can encourage you and I can rah, rah, raw you and I can do all that. But if you don't have that self-motivation down in your gut to be excellent, to outperform, I mean, if it's a you know, if it's a contest, I mean look at it as a contest. If it's a, if it's something just personally that you're saying, Hey, listen, I want to do better than then it's, uh, it's tough to put those kind of things in a person. I'll be if, honest with you.
0: If you want to move from where you are to where you want to be, you do not want to miss out the next segment because we're breaking down the dysfunctional mindsets that are keeping many people, not you, but many people from achieving their success. We're trying to push through the pain to get that gain right here on The Thrive Time Show, Business Coach Radio.
9: My name is Sean Lohman and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties and then I fix them up and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific, so when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business, you know, they're doing all different industries and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's, he owns nine businesses. Clay Clark owns nine businesses, so he's, he knows what's in common with all of them. So he's teaching these big principles, things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your, your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm going to take away and implement immediately. It's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls, and lots of accomplishments, and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday, and you know, we're, there's a sales team in here. It was Friday, so you know, they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales, and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see, you know, how how this business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get, you know, non-specific with with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is, he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop. And so that's really where you know the learning takes place, is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're gonna learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that i I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, they're all, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it, so I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that there's not enough of it so that's to me the message that's the the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea and it's a beautiful idea and I'm behind it 100% so I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward this is just awesome
1: Little pants, sag, not giving. B- Bay boy, now more grown up. I used to cruise the used car, not put chrome in the truck. Babe, boy, now more grown up. Yeah, we used to ball like that. Now we on the ball team, holler back. <laughs> now I got black cards, good credit and such.
0: Bay oh, Jay Z's now all grown up. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. It is always an honor, and I mean that always an honor. What does the word honor mean? I think it means that what, if you had to describe honor, th- Thrivers, what would you describe it? I would say this it's where you really, really care. You're, you're reverent of the opportunity. And I am, always, it's always an honor to be with you because I know you could be doing anything in the world right now, but you choose to be here on the radio show with us. Many of you, I run into you guys at research. That's see, I don't have a lot of data points, I don't go to a lot of places. I run into Lowe's. I don't think you can. can you? Those are restraining Joe's. orders and whatnot. Yeah, since all the you know oh. the allegations, you know, it's it's not proven. I mean, you're just
2: innocent be, until proven guilty. That's what I just because they said. have
0: video footage of me repeatedly streaking at the same places over and over does not mean that I did it. flesh-toned underwear
2: does not constitute. That, that's remember right. Remember what the attorney said. I
0: didn't know. So the thing is, no, no, se- no seriously. But Thrive Nation, it's it's a thing. like it's, it's, it's an honor to be with you because you, you'll tell me you'll say, you know what. What I learned last week, I actually applied it. We had one guy, he's actually a plumber in Tulsa, and I was at Oklahoma Joe's, and I'm getting there getting my baked beans, and he goes, you actually come here? And I go, true. You actually come here, too? Yeah. He goes, hey, I, I want you to know, I, the, the boom hat kind of tipped me off. I l- applied what you said, and it was just one little move. I said, what was the move? He goes, oh, I'm doing the woof, where I call and text and email every lead, and my sales are up by like double, and I just want to tell you thank you and that kind of thing. It's an honor to know that we're impacting you. And it's also an honor to be here with my uh, hero, Doctor Z. It's just you look up and you 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 say look up. But it, I, I use the word hero uh, very rarely. I don't say it very often. But is he perfect? No. But Doctor Z is a guy who has grinded. He went from negative to positive. You went from you know poor to not poor. Are you perfect? No. But you know you have three for three your kids uh, i know them and it's amazing the kind of people they've become and your son just uh you know got himself married there to a great lady so really at this point you can drop the mic and become a screw up. I mean, you've been great up to this point, <laughs> but it's basically drop the mic. Thanks for giving me permission for that. That's it's good to know. So I've got another move I can do. I got another, if I you know
2: if it if it works out that way I you know I can do. I said so, well Clay said I could, but uh, no. And just to kind of come back to what we were talking about before, you know, to to be an entrepreneur, you you really it's such a difficult thing, and to do it successfully is not easy. And if we make it sound easy. I mean, it's kind of those guys like in the Olympics or or like Circus Olay and stuff. You look up them going, man, they look make that look so easy, and yet all the hours of training and the and the back the backstory and, and they get there finally. But to be an entrepreneur is not easy. And if you don't want it in your absolute gut, I mean, if you don't want it like a burning white hot fire burning pinion wood in your backyard, if you
0: can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Bingo.
2: And you, and you don't want to start it. Yeah, and so to sit there and try to encourage someone. I mean, if if my job is to try to encourage you to become one, we've already lost. My job is not to encourage you to become one. My job is to try to encourage you through practical business steps. That's why we want to be your business coach. Practical business steps and the steps to do that you can fulfill your dreams.
0: Now, Thrive Nation, we're talking about the dysfunctional mindsets that could limit your success. So, dysfunctional mindset number seven is the non-emotionally engaged guy. Did you skip five, by the way? Did I skip five? I think we didn't do five. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to seven and then back to five as is tradition, because that's math. Yeah, here we go. It's just mathematical. It says you don't want to admit that you're stuck and that you need help breaking through the biggest limiting factors, but you do recognize that you may need some coaching. You, you, so you hesitantly enrolled in some kind of coaching platform, whether it be Thrive or something else, to try it out. You won't engage in conversations with a coach or a therapist or anybody that can help you because you're just seeing if it will work. This logic makes sense to you. I'm going to try out farming. I'm gonna do, not going to do the hard work required of tilling the soil, sowing the seeds, or watering the seed. I just want to see that this, if this farming thing really works. You want financial freedom. You want the corner office. You want the time freedom that you but you're you're not you want the result but you're not willing to put in the boatload of work needed mm. to sales preach calls, on, the staff meeting, the, the mm-hmm. paperwork, the the training, the the, the checklist. You don't want to do that part. You just want the success. So,
3: uh, Justin, have you ever met these guys related to these hey, guys who Have you been this guy? If you won't stop when you're with your wife and ask for directions, this might be. You might be that guy. You might <laughs> be that guy. You might be that guy. Okay? Um, but, but seriously, it, it, I don't know if it's a guy thing. You know, sometimes our, our pride gets in the way. I don't want to ask for help. I'm, I'm good in this. I can figure it out on my own. Okay? Um, but seriously, when I had that pivotal point, so I, I say a lot of times, if, if you're launching and you're an entrepreneur, one thing that helped me, I was in a real uncomfortable situation. And if you've ever been in a real uncomfortable situation, you want to get out of that, that situation quick and you don't want to go back there. Mm. And one thing my dad always talked about launching businesses and doing businesses but he never took that that leap of faith that because I felt he was more of in a comfortable situation you know so um, get it far as away from comfortable as possible you know but as far as um, you know asking for help being that, that that guy that can turn to someone that mentor I had to and I put my life say okay all my actions all my decisions all my choices got to where I'm right now and this is not where I want to be so where do I want to go what's my goal how' am I gonna get there and then surround myself with those people and so asking those questions and asking people, so what would you do in the situation? How would you handle this? And that's why I love this time with Dr. Z and, and with you, Clay, is because I gain knowledge from just these. And I think our listeners can gain knowledge as well, and they can be, um, it can be helpful for them in their situation, their businesses, and, and wherever they're at in their, in their journey.
0: I have to call a penalty flag on myself right here because this right here was my deal. Oh, this for, was you. This is, yeah, this is you. This is my Some issue. Ask for help, directions? Yeah, for me, my my default, I remember playing basketball in high school. Uh, I was a, 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 playing junior varsity, okay. and I wasn't very uh, skilled, but I was a grinder. And my coach pulled me aside, and he looks at me, and he says, I'm a, I was a, a freshman, and I was jacked. I worked out all the time. I was jacked. He pulls me aside. He says, here's the deal, Clay. You're six one." um and jack and he goes no, he goes your hustle is awesome like
2: like rocky 2 jack not I, like rocky 1
0: more like rocky 4 i mean honestly i was doing a lot of work in oh, yeah. real pale and then, and then, he says oh, yeah. he goes you're really like into fitness and really into basketball and i want you to know like if you play you can you're you've always been the fifth or sixth guy um but i don't know if you're going to play at the next level you know like college so i'm just telling you as your coach um if you want to stay on this team you can do that but I see your entrepreneurship mindset. I see how you've done these school dances dances, and the DJing. And I'm just saying, as your coach, I really kind of view myself more as a mentor. I want you to be successful. And son, if everyone worked as hard as you, all of these guys would play Division One. Mm. But you don't have that, that athleticism. And I'm just telling you, I, I would want you strongly to consider whether to come back. So I came back my sophomore year. And again, very aggressive, unbelievable, intense defense, a lot of rebounds. But I realized I, I I this is I'm not going to go to the next level, and I appreciate him saying that to me. But that was like one of those moments where if he hadn't have said that, I would have just stayed the course, head down, lifting weights, playing basketball. Would have played until I senior. Probably would have been seventh, sixth guy off the bench, and you know would have played. But I would have you know never. But I, he had to ask me that tough question. And I know in, in business, I've struggled throughout my career a little bit of just being able to reach out to the mentor and say. Hey, am I going the right direction? I think that's a big thing right now. If you're going fast, Z, that's a question you want to ask. Am I going the right direction? I'm going fast, but am I getting where I want to go?
2: Well, and that's why it's so important to come in and get a business coach. That's why it's so important to get a checkup. That's why it's so important to have someone run the 37 points on your website. That's why it's important to come to
0: one of our in-person workshops and figure out what you don't know. And that's why I reached out to you, and that's why I love having you in my life, because you, my friend, are the lanes, and I am the bowling ball. I will go down that lane fast. I know. But I love just having the lanes up there, and everybody needs a coach. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show.
1: My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show, and then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets, uh, we, then he offered the conference. And just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very uh, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business, uh, the interview process, the employee process. Uh, if employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences and yet they haven't because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype and it's not needed. Well just the cost in it, in of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh you can't beat it.
9: Squeak squeak
0: squeeak
1: Made for radio
0: and not TV, talking everything from clay to Z. Auto auctions, banks, haircuts, and glasses. If you want to sell it, we've already sold it to the masses. No classes or prerequisites, just business school as raw as it gets. Practical skills, no student debt. Z joins play when he's not up in that shit. And no, more from the man who loves algebra so much, he took it three times. Hey, Zohan, Zohan, I, I want to yeah, ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. For anybody who's listening who's never been inside a private jet, talk to me about it. Just, just give, just give us a little, just a little, you know, just waft the the excellence, the the experience. The don't don't brag. Don't you're not a judge. You're not a bragger. But just kind of no, tell I, us. I mean, when you're on the jet. And you're feeding the dog lobster because you're like, you know what? I, this <laughs> this 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 lobster is this or, this <laughs> not organic. I'll go uh, ahead and feed this to Bruno. Yeah. I'll hold out for the organic lobster. What's what's that like being on that jet? What's it like being on that yeah, jet?
2: It's really the the time savings you get on it because you you don't have to go through all this stuff. You don't have layovers, sure. and, and when you live in a secondary market like we do in Tulsa, you know it's nice to be able to get on the plane and then land wherever you're going to. You know that's that's really the benefit of it. And as, and as far as, you know, most of them on the inside of them, they're not that big, so they're not, you know, but they, they are nice and, and you do have some, some creature comforts in there and, um, and just the time, not having to go through, you know, I know how much we love TSA. I mean, let's, let's call it. I mean, they're, hey, they It's you know, awesome. You, you got
0: a crack squad of geniuses working there.
2: I mean, they're, you know, they're. Yeah, tell you the elite. I mean, they're you always know, so happy. You
3: don't, you don't pat down each other? You don't pat down? <laughs> no,
0: I have a story. I have a story. I was going to San Antonio. And my wife always jokes because I always tell men they're beautiful men, you know? I'm always like, you're a beautiful man. You're just just beautiful. I, I, that's what I say. It's just kind of a funny it's thing. It's kind of on your moves. And when you hear it, you hear someone say, and then anybody, if I don't know what to say, I'm like, you're a great American, because that's like a sort of an asexual positive. And if you're with your wife and you have somebody you work with who's a female, you want to say good job, but you don't want to say like too good of a job because your wife's right there and you don't want to create an awkward deal. You know, you want to be respectfully complimentary of the female race while still being, you know, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. Boundaries. So I say, yeah, yeah. you're a great American. But if, a, if it's a man, i say, you're a beautiful man. You can't say you're a beautiful American to a lady. This is not a move. But anyway, so these are my moves I come up with. So anyway, I'm on, the, and my wife's always like, you're going to get a pat down. And I'm like, I love, I love pat downs because I love pat downs from beautiful men. I love, that's what I love. And my wife's joking, you know, about it. Anyway, long story short, we go through the San Antonio airport and the guy apparently uh, assumes that I have, you know, I, I am the cause of, Potential terrorist risk. I mean, look, when I come through, pale male, uh, you know, no criminal record. Uh, you know, he's probably going to blow something up. So it's like the, 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 they raise the threat. The yeah, threat but level sometimes to like, you have
2: a little crazy look in your eyes. They've been the
0: known th- to have a slight. they raise the threat level to like a red, like a red plus, whatever that is, of red, yeah, yeah. ultra orange red, and then so the guy he's doing the pat down, but he's having a good time. And then they do is they, they see they don't pat down with like the you have to pat down with the back side of the hand. Yeah. So he's patting down and he's like, okay. And then I saw him spreading the legs, he's patting down. And then my wife looks at me and she makes eye contact like, You're liking this. And I, so I told the guy, I said, This is an incredible massage. How much do I owe you? And he's like doesn't laugh at all. And he just keeps doing the doing the shoulder massage. I'm like, if you could just work it out, I've got some joint pain here. Had some fun with the deal. But it was the longest, most awkward TSA fat down ever. They didn't find anything, but they enjoyed Shocking. searching. Shocking. Well, and that's what they're paid to do, and we get it. But
2: I'm just saying, as far as Really, one of the benefits of, of that type <laughs> of AV, you know avionics uh, travel is you don't have to. Well, I guess that, that's a negative. You don't get a pat down. Because for I, you, you want the pat down. I was so. playing an
0: interactive game of Marco Polo with the guy. Marco Polo. Polo. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Now, we're talking about because we went to dysfunctional mindset number seven, it makes sense logically to go back to number five.
2: Yes, and that's one of the keys of of a bad entrepreneur or a guy that has a fun. He can't
0: keep things in order. Is that? That's why you're the guardrails and I'm the bowling ball. So here we go. The never on time guy. Your life is just so busy that nobody could possibly understand how you how busy you are. Although I have five kids and forty chickens and nine businesses, I could never possibly, I could never possibly understand how busy you are because. And this is, this is uncomfortable, but I'm giving it to you because I care. You know, you might bother, Z. You remember that my dad passed away from ALS. Yes,
2: yes. I did. So, sorry, sorry for that, by the
0: way. It was awful. But you know that the day my dad said he wanted to live till 9 5 because that was the day our show was supposed to come out. And do you know that my dad actually lived until the moment of the day our show came out? He yeah. literally lived. To, and it was like, it was awful, but it was great knowing that my dad, where my dad was going, my dad knew his faith, he knew his family, he knew what he's about. But I couldn't just call in for the year or the month z and say hey z i know thrive we got a lot going on but because i'm going through some stuff but you were empathetic you were compassionate you looked me in the eye i remember and you said hey what's man cave sunday night you me you and me and it was the most kind conversations it was exactly what i needed I'll never be able to pay you back. Well, and you never will. And and you don't have to.
2: We don't keep score. That's what that's what good friends do, and that's what good comrades do. Is that you don't keep score. You know, it's not a score thing. But but it uh, wasn't
0: also like, hey, just take the month off, deal with life, take the month off. It was. it's it's like you got to get it done if you're an entrepreneur. If you're self-employed, you got to get it done, and you got to deal with the emotions how do you manage it z how do you personally do it? well
2: it's self-evident i mean you have to do it i mean the buck stops with you i mean that's that's the thing about being the boss you know not only do you make big obstacles seem small bingo but you also have to understand that the buck stops with you and that when the when the rubber meets the road i mean you've got to be there you've got to make sure the show does go on as they say and this was literally the show going on
0: so i'm a guy who says i can never be on time because the weather Oh, yeah, that weather will slow you down. Rich, I don't, Rich. you've been on time. You're an on-time guy. You're yeah. always on, so you're on time. You've always, always been on time with me. Yes. Talk to me, because you've, you've seen a lot of people come and go since you've been here.
4: Oh, yeah, 22, to be precise.
0: It's so funny that you keep track of that, but I'm sure <laughs> that you have. Okay, so I want to ask you, what is going on? You've talked to people. Why can't they be on time? What's going on? Is the traffic bad where they are? Is it the weather? Is it the uh, – what's going on, Rich?
4: Uh, the weather, uh, relationship issues, car not starting, um the the list really goes on. And for me, I like I've slept in the back room so that way I wouldn't miss my
0: appointments. I've seen you do this before. And I I was giving you an example. We had one young lady, I'm not gonna mention her name or any details, but she was see, shining star. Shining star. Superstar. What I would call Superstar. A great American. And she said, I really wanna move up. And I said, You know what? The next workshop we have, you you want you get the the thing starts at seven. So at five AM I want you to be there, get all set up to greet everybody. And she said, why? I said, because um, I believe in a stool. She goes, a stool? I said, a stool should be sturdy. If the stool, when you sit down, it gives out, you lose trust in it. And I need to know what you can do. She what do you mean? I said, well, you always come into work at nine. I just want to see what you're like at five. She goes, what do you mean? I said, that would require you to go to sleep, plan, whatever. Man, she just totally missed it. Mm. And I thought, ooh. So then I gave her one more shot, and no, no details, Rich, no details. But you saw it happen. You saw somebody with a lot of talent who had to go back now to the waitress game because she just couldn't keep it together. And it's unfortunate, but you've got to be on time. Zeke, preach the good news about being on time. Why do you got to be on time? You,
2: you don't have to be on time. That's that's a misnomer. You've got to be early. Oh. You've got to be early. And if you're having a hard time being on time, redo your clocks. I mean, what, what I mean why why would you even, you know, the thing about it is, I mean, you have your clock and you're kind of going, and people that are like, I gotta be there and, oh wait, wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. And then they're late, you know, because you can't, you know, you can only drive so fast, you can only walk so fast, you can only get from point A to point B so quickly. So if you're having a hard time getting, if you're having a hard time being on time, set your clocks up an hour, set your clocks up 30 minutes. You know, you can have like like J- Kim Jong-un did in North Korea. He just changed the national time of North Korea like the 30 minutes different or something.
0: Basically, you know, he is encouraging everyone to become a, a semi-dictator. That's the it's the advice here. Now- know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to start your own communist country.
2: And change the clock of your country. Become a dictator of your country, then, which is actually your life. So, and hire you know.
0: Dennis Rodman to be your business coach. No, That's the no, key no, for no. North Korea right there. Now, Thrive Nation, when we come back, we're going to talk about dysfunctional mindset number eight, which always comes after five on the Thrive Time Show. Stay tuned. My name is Clay Clark, America's most humble business coach. You're listening to the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio
10: This is my wife Jensen uh, Watts. We have she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time. And I can't plug my phone into my truck; it's it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to. Um, and it was you know definitely more entertaining than most radio shows um, and so that's you know it took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful it's it's been great it's a great environment um, I love the feel in here and I really love how you know entertaining uh, clay can be as well um,
11: uh, I am so grateful to be here and um, I've loved just learning everything I'm ta- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures I'm good at it I have my prices and everything but it's hard to get the clientele so learning about the marketing has really helped me and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this because it's been so great we're so grateful to be here I think yeah. I can go home and like I have it written out, the the steps that I need to take and and everything—it's very practical.
10: Yeah, a big thing that's that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff, is just you know a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life.
11: I love it. Yeah. I am laughing a lot of the time, and it's so entertaining. And I I just love being here. It's awesome. Yeah.
10: I. I really like the smaller class group, um, so it is more of an interaction. Even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just, just a smaller class. Small yeah.
11: They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So,
10: yeah. Clay has been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. You know, at work, you know what? When I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get-rich (laughs) scheme. Like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome back to The Thrive Time Show, and away we go. We're talking about dysfunctional mindsets of an entrepreneur who's stuck. Now, I'm sure this show's not about you. It's about other people, but we're going to fly through the final dysfunctional mindset. So, mindset number eight, I'm going to try to solve all my problems at one time. This is is a mindset where you want to solve all your business problems right now, although every successful entrepreneur on the planet will tell you that you must simplify and focus methodically on going through, you know, item by item. But you're looking for the overnight move. Now, Steve Jobs says says that people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. You have to pick carefully. I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as the things I have done. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. So, Z, I'm going to tee it up to you. With your businesses, you're so good. This is one thing you say all the time. You say, what is the biggest limiting membrane? What's the biggest limiting factor? And you're able to focus on that, and you say, everything else that you just mentioned, Clay, or team, is a good idea, but we need to icebox it and we need to focus on the biggest limiting membrane, and I'm and I'm frustrated initially because I'm like I want to do all of it once, and then you you kind of understand, stay in the power of focus. Can you explain what you mean by ice box and biggest limiting membrane? Well, okay, so we have it. So there's a problem.
2: There's something not going the way you want it to go. Let's let's say it like that. And so then you break it down to what is the biggest um, problem that's keeping that from happening. Mm. So w- limiting membrane. Limiting membrane is a membrane that that limits. Or that keeps something from moving from one space to another, okay? And so we wanna go into the space of success. We wanna go into this to the space of fill in the blank, but you're it's a victory, okay? And so you when you when you recognize the thing that is the biggest limiting membrane or the thing that's the biggest problem, then you can pour all your focus onto that. And everything else doesn't matter. And that's the problem is that so many people want to focus on so many things. Five things. Five things, six things, ten things. Even two things. Even two things. Even two is one too many. You've got to focus on the one, put all your attention on Say, Okay, now what? how do we tackle this problem? And iceboxing simply means that all those other problems, all those other issues, you just go put them in the refrigerator. You icebox them and you say, listen, I'm gonna store those in a, in a cold container so that they'll save, that they'll keep, and I'll get to them when they are the biggest limiting membrane, then. They're the li- biggest limiting factor. And so you just go down, you make your list, and you methodically go down it. And and that's the thing I think that just having them be able to have that focus, and having your, and then, then, if you don't have the focus, your team won't. You understand that, Clay? If you don't have the focus, your now, team focus won't.
0: focus stands for focus on your core task until success. And I'll give you an example. Steve Jobs um, did a crazy deal because he got fired from a company. And then he got fired from Apple, the company he co-founded. And George Lucas calls him because George Lucas is going through a divorce, and he doesn't want to lose his baby, which is Pixar, the guys who produced Toy Story. So he says, Steve, could you take over the company? I'll give you all the ownership later on, we can square it up. But can you, and he says, yeah, sure. So he takes over Pixar. He's running Pixar. The guys had never made a movie. He, he releases Toy Story, they have huge success. Meanwhile, he's starting another company called Next. Well, the Next technology, he basically convinces in a kind of a coup uh, Apple to buy the technology. He comes back, now he's in charge. And they ask him to come back, and the company's failing. And here's what he did. He, this, is, this is a documented story you should research. It's really funny. But he didn't like Bill Gates. They don't like each other, but they had a history because Bill Gates built the operating system that Max, Max used. And they had kind of this thing where they went back and forth accusing each other of stealing things. Well, Bill Gates, if you remember, was being um, investigated for a monopoly. He was being investigated by the federal government for forming a monopoly. And the one guy who could prove that he had the biggest monopoly was Steve Jobs. They needed Steve Jobs. Bill Gates needed Steve Jobs to testify that he was, in fact, not making monopoly when that, in fact, was what Bill Gates was doing. And so uh, Steve Jobs said, here's the deal. I'd be happy to testify. I just have like 100 million questions. I've got 100 million questions I need to talk to you about. And that was code for I need you to invest. So here their biggest competitor, he focused on getting funding because if he didn't get that funding, Apple's done. So everyone's like, are you kidding me? Your biggest arch rival? And he got the funding and saved the company. He gave a test of, he didn't lie, but he just basically would refuse to say anything that affirmed there was a monopoly being formed. But he dropped everything. When he came back, he said, I want everyone to make a list of all the products. They were working on over 100 products. He says, I want to make a list of the top five. And then everything else has to be stopped. Icebox, yeah,
2: yeah. all of them. Icebox them, baby.
0: And they're going, all of them? Yep. And they came with the iMac. Remember the, the purple iMacs, the green iMacs, the yellow ones, the, the see-through computers? Oh, yeah. And that saved the company. And then we did the iPod. Remember the iPod? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. man. But he just focused. And so if you're listening right now and you're struggling to have success, you cannot focus the sun's rays on many given points at one time. You can only focus the sun's rays on any one specific point at one time. If you focus the sun's rays with a magnifying glass, it will set something on fire. If you spread it out with a magnifying glass, nothing happens. Think about that. Marinate on that. What do you need to focus on? Now, dysfunctional mindset number nine is everything is a burning fire. You're somebody who just can't ever get ahead, Z, because everything's reactive. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is an emergency. That's an emergency. Oh, emergency, emergency. Ah. Yeah, you see
2: people like that, they're just running around like a chicken with their head cut off and it's really unfortunate because not everything is an emergency. Not everything is DEFCON 4. Not everything is okay, we got to pad this guy down. You know, we got to strip search this guy cuz he looks like he could be, you know, ISIS terrorist, I E Clay Clark, but here's the, oh, thing. Here, oh. here's the thing about that is that, you know, you, a boss makes, and I said this a little bit ago, makes big obstacles seem small, and that's what you do when someone comes in and goes, oh my gosh, the world is ending as we know it, because that's what someone will tell you all day, almost every day, and then you take a deep breath, and you're calm. And you say, okay, well, that's, Mm. okay, where is that on our priority list? Where, okay, is that, okay, let's handle that. Well, let's put that here. You might need to icebox it for a while. You might need to address it. But the thing about it is, is that staying calm to those rough waters is what a leader does. And as you as the entrepreneur, as as the boss, um, you know, you got to stay calm on those and not you can't just react and just go just hit defcon 4 and you know, oh my gosh, call 911 every single time a problem happens.
0: Now, Lee Cockerell, the guy who used to manage 40,000 employees, one of our Thrive15.com mentors, he says one way to get your priorities accomplished is to schedule them into your calendar. Now, dysfunctional functional mindset number 10, going fast, is the constantly calling, texting, emailing urgent item you just can't stop. Getting off that phone, it goes back to a little bit we talked about, but you just can't stop calling, texting, emailing, writing full-page emails. Justin, have you ever dealt with someone who sends full-page emails? Every time you get an email, you know it's a full or Here it comes.
3: Yeah, just cut to the meek. Just get to the point, action steps, and then and you always end with a call of action, okay? So you, you get the to the, the point you need done, uh, communicate that clearly, and then get to your action step, and just keep it climp, simple in your communication.
0: Now, the next move, dysfunctional mindset number 11, the mad at the messenger guy. You're mad that someone told you the truth, see? You're mad that someone gave you the hard number, and you didn't like that number. Well, the thing about it is you can either be mad about it or you can, you know, fight
2: through that. I mean, listen, if you let your circumstances surround, whether you're mad or happy or joyful or, or sad, I mean, the, the, hey, you're in for a rocky ride in life. You know, as a general rule of thumb, an entrepreneur especially, because I promise you, you're going to get some bad reviews. You're gonna get a nasty email. You're gonna get a phone call. You're gonna upset clients. You're gonna—it's gonna happen. I'll just—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll shortcut you for to sure. It. It's going to happen, and if you allow that to dictate how your attitude is then you're going to, I tell you what, you're always going to be kind of steered. You're going to be steered instead of steering.
0: And that's why mindset number 12, dysfunctional mindset number 12, we want to free you from it. It's the I care about what everybody else thinks, and so to avoid any confrontation ever, I never hold people accountable. I never take a stand for anything. I never fire anybody. I never create remarkable marketing. I never uh, uh, create compelling no-brainer offers needed to get the ideal and likely buyer to take action. I just want to make everybody happy. Well, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. Albert Einstein says this. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. My friend, you must eventually take a stand for something and see if you're going to take a stand for your own life and your own success, we have four ways we can help you. Well, tell us about them, Clay. One, you can go to Thrivetimeshow.com and subscribe to this podcast. You'll never miss a radio show or an archived episode. Two, you can come to our in-person workshops, which are game changers, and they're sold out for June. Book your tickets For July 3, you can subscribe to Thrive15.com. See, it's the world's most affordable business school.
2: And it's $1 for the first month, really, folks. What do you spend a dollar on? And it's $19 thereafter, but you also understand... Signing up for the podcast, it's free. So the first one's for free. For free? Yeah. And the second one we have scholarships for. And the third one's a $1 dollar the first month. Ugh.
0: And a little bonus cut kind a of little bonus. So you can get your haircut the first time just an elephant in the room. How much is it now? Just
3: one dollar. First visit, one dollar.
0: Oh my gosh. And see if somebody needs some optometry, they need some glasses, man. It's ninety nine dollars for ninety nine
2: dollar package, come in, get you know, your pair of glasses your eye exam. We take good
0: care of you. It's awesome. I'm a, I'm a believer, and my wife used to work for the man. That's how I met him. Awesome. And the final challenge, the final call to action I encourage everyone to do is go to Thrivetimeshow.com and sign up for the one-on-one 30-minute for-free business coach consultation. It is the number one business coach consultation on the planet. Hey, while well, you're on the Thrivetimeshow.com, click on Watch Live. I dare you. Just click on it. Just watch click, just, live. You can see the team in action. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And as always, three, three two, two, one. one. BOOM!